my friends. This is Andy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California, uh, where I'll be talking about last night's meeting at the Placentia Yorba Linda School District. It was an amazing night, and um, uh, I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible, but there are a few things we're going to need to talk through just a little bit. Uh, I'm going to play a couple clips from last night's uh, meeting. Uh, I have picked about five of... um, not necessarily. They are the probably they are the top, the top of speakers of the night. Um, there were some other good ones, except for the volume wasn't good or they talked too low and it was too hard to hear them. Uh, uh, I'm going to talk about the a little bit of the, um, you know, the logistics that go with trying to record at the school board meeting, just so uh, people have a, a basic understanding of some of the some of the difficulties and and some of the things that. Um, I'm trying to work through as I uh, begin to broadcast at the school board meetings. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm going to have about five speakers. Again, I, there are a couple that were additionally as good as the speakers I'm going to bring on. But uh, for whatever reason, either the uh, the connection was bad or they, um, the the sound system in the uh uh, in the offices there where we are having our meeting is, uh, I don't know, we're going to have to do something because uh, <laughs> um, it's just, it's not the best, but we're working with what we have. All right. So uh, as I'm uh, coming there and setting up my equipment to uh, broadcast, the one that you got a couple things that I'm dealing with, and that is there is low bandwidth in regard to the cell connection. Uh, I don't have a way to connect to the internet yet. I'm going to see if I can get some help with that. Uh, I, I I don't know that at least from the president, the superintendent, and the vice president that I'm very well liked um, there. Uh, so there there may be a hurdle in in, in getting the. Uh, the the connection I need in regard to the internet, uh, but as far as a cell connection or a mobile connection, uh, I go. I, we have one to two bars. So whether it's me broadcasting or other people that you're watching broadcasting, if you're wondering why it cuts in and out, there is some thought that it's uh, Facebook messing with the with the feed or YouTube. Uh, but in fact, what I uh, what I what I believe it mostly is is that we have a very low mobile connection. And then on top of that, especially last night, we had uh, well over 100 people there that were also using their phones and trying to broadcast and that kind of stuff. So um, for those of you watching live yesterday, uh, understand that, that, that we're dealing with what we have for right now and doing uh, the best that we can in broadcasting uh, from that location. Again, an internet connection would be probably better if I can find a way to get connected to their web connection. Um, I'm going to try to do that. So I'll be working on that with between now and the next meeting. Um, I've gone to a two camera and I'll probably go to a three camera setup so that the um, the visual is better. So you can see the people at the podium speaking. So you can see the people uh, between the super, uh, school uh, school board members and the superintendents that are in, um, that are in attendance. So you can see them a little bit better, see some of the reactions. And then I want a third camera to be able to see the crowd that's seated in the, um, uh, in the, in the crowd, you know, the audience that's sitting in the seats. Uh, and so I think that would be a good way to go with the three cameras set up. And so we'll see how that's going to go. So just kind of giving you a little bit of a layout and what some of the difficulties are. Now, the other thing that happened last night is I ran out of power. I did not know that we were going to be going from seven o'clock until uh, nearly midnight. I'm not sure actually when it ended because I left at about 11.15, 11.30, something like that. Uh, and it was still going. I think it might have been about 11.15. Uh, and so that's a very long time to go with no connect. That that was all battery power on my iPad and the two cameras that I had set up that, that are wirelessly connected. So uh, just a little bit of a background on what's happening when we do the live broadcast. Um, the one thing that is very encouraging, I'm going to show you some pictures, is that we had a great, uh, oh, let me get rid of this. We had a great crowd there. This is uh, very encouraging uh, for what it is we're trying to do and to uh, make changes there. This is prior to the meeting starting. These are the people gathering outside. A lot of great signs, a lot of uh, uh, patriotism being shown uh, as people are coming in. Uh, most people, uh, a very small fraction was from the, uh, the, the, the liberal side of things that you, we could say. Um, and, uh, people that believe in masking and, and believe in, uh, you know, mandates, uh, were very few, maybe four or five people were there in addition, but, uh, 
uh, on the other side of things, we had well over 100 people there. Uh, this is a shot from the inside looking out. So we had people inside. And while we had a number of people still gathering, it seemed like every minute somebody knew was coming up. And uh, I'm not sure how many people ended up being outside when we got started, but it was a large number of people. Uh, and this is um, a little bit of what it looked like inside. This is a pano uh, of all the people that were inside. It was standing room only. I, I believe we had as many people standing along the walls as we had seated in the seats. So a very large number of people were there. You may wreck. Oops. Don't you hate it when you get one eye open, one eye closed? <laughs> <laughs> kind of shot. It always seems to freeze on the shots that uh, we don't want. It happens to me all the time. Uh, and so as we go through, these are some of the people that were there. These are all people in the community and even some of the neighboring communities uh, were there. Uh, here's another shot um, of the crowd. So uh, needless to say, we had a, a, a great, great crowd there last night. So very thankful for everybody that showed up. Like I said, and when I went up and, and spoke, um, I was very uh, thankful to finally have the crowd that I had been hoping for, that many of us that have been attending for the last several months had been hoping for a, a, a room full of people. And we got it. We had room full of people and we had a number of people in the lobby and another a number of people seated in seats that were uh, set up on the outside. And that is where we need to stay until we straighten things out. Uh, just to give you an idea of just some of the things, these aren't all the issues that we are working on. But of course, uh, these are uh, quite often the things that are most most often spoken about. I and mean, we, of course, we have CRT, ethnic studies. I have them separated, even though even though they talk about them separately. Essentially, they're the same thing, but they're they're trying to put something out there different in regard to ethnic studies, saying that it's not CRT. So I went ahead and separated those. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what happened uh, in the later hours of the meeting in regard to CRT and ethnic studies. We have our mask mandates and we have mass mandates. We have our vaccine mandates. We have sex education that we're going to be constantly talking about and making sure that it doesn't go overboard. Uh, we have our gender issues. We have in El Dorado that I know of, we have one girl who dresses in the boys locker room. Um, and um, but, but she claims that she's a boy. We have a teacher that flies an LGBTQ flag in her classroom that we are going to have to address uh, shortly. Uh, because, you know, they wouldn't want like somebody flying a, uh, uh, you know, a Blue Lives Matter flag or a, um, a uh, any other kind of flag, um, a, a MAGA flag. Right. They wouldn't want that. You couldn't have that in there, but we can have LGBTQ. So I think we need to address that. Uh, we have these online teaching programs that really appear to be taking over the, the teaching job of teachers that are in the classroom that we believe many of us believe no longer need to be there. Uh, and then we have uh, 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 the depression and suicide issues that me and my, my son and I have been talking about a great deal that uh, we were having a conversation the other day. And uh, he said, Dad, you have no idea how many kids that I talk to that think that suicide is an option. That it's it's a it's something that's on their mind that they they think if some if it starts to get any rougher in their life or there's any more um, um, you know difficulties they may have in re, in re, in regard to a relationship or with their parents or with a problem they may be having in school that you know what suicide might be an option he says I talk to guys and people that I know that he, that uh, are really good friends of his that are are talking about these things as if it's going to be something that they may consider going forward. And uh, and it's it's very bad. And we uh, I've, I've shared before, even on the podium there in the in the school board, is that I know of a number of people uh, who have lost children, um, especially since the pandemic. Now, this was happening before, no doubt, but it really seems to be on the rise. It seems to be more prevalent where we have um, uh, children that have taken their life uh, since the pandemic started masking, uh, being secluded at home with the Zoom teaching. Uh, you're afraid to tell anybody you're sick because if you do, you're going to be now have to be home for 10 days. I mean, there's a really a lot of things that are are causing this, even though I have it at the bottom here, it is a real issue that needs to be addressed. We should be addressing that and really not having to address all these other things. Let's get rid of all these other things so that we can address the things that are important. Right now, this is the one thing that's important. Depression and, and the thought that suicide is an option for some of these kids. And we're not just talking about high school. We're talking about junior high and elementary school. All right. So we really need to, to, uh, to continue to fight. We need to continue to bring the amount of people that were at the school district yesterday to start to, to get rid of these things so we can move on to the more important things. It is really 
crazy that we've spent, I think in the last six meetings that I've been to and I have lost track that we spend all of our time talking about things that really don't, should not even be a discussion, right? CRT and ethnic studies is not necessary. Um, uh, vaccines uh, mandate discussing this should not be <laughs> necessary. We should, we should be obviously not even, this should not even be an issue in our, in our country right now. Um, the sex education is an issue because they've taken it to a pornographic uh, situation and, and then bringing it into uh, homosexuality, how to have sex as a homosexual, how to ha get an abortion without your parents' knowledge. Uh, a, a bunch of issues that do not need to be discussed. We discuss those with our children, not the school. Um, and all these gender issues that are coming up, we get enough of that on social media. Us as uh, conservative Christian parents or Christian parents or conservative parents are, are having a more have a have enough of a difficult time to to just to to talk about these issues as they come up in either like television shows. You can't watch a television show without a gender issue coming up. You can't listen to the radio or a song without a gender issue coming up. We don't also need to be combating our schools and our teachers in regard to gender issues. And it's just again an another thing that is just simply unnecessary. We have enough of it. We don't need our schools teaching our kids that there's 30 different genders that you can be a you can be a cat or a dog if you want to. Uh, you can say that you're a boy uh, and as a, you're a girl and you, and, but in fact, you're a, girl, you're a boy and you want to dress in the boys' locker room or that you're a boy and you actually identify as a girl because, and so now you are okay to go into the girls' bathrooms and dress in the girls' locker room. This is silliness. Uh, we need to stop all this stuff. The, drop all these things, get down to the issues in regard to suicide and depression in our school. That's important and get back to math reading um, English, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, other languages even, and uh, in history. Those would be the more important things that we need to worry about. Uh, hey, Shar, nice to see you. Uh, and uh, thank you, Karen. I really do appreciate that so much. Thank you, uh, Karen, saying that that's uh, a great assessment. And Shar saying, great, that is very concerning. It is very concerning because I, I have this conversation with my son just two days ago uh, as we were talking about it uh, in regard to an issue I was having with one of his teachers. And, he, and I brought up in the email I was sending to his teacher about he, he got in trouble for not having his mask all the way up. And I, and I discussed this issue of, of kids committing suicide and talking about suicide and thinking suicide is an option. And my, my son said, you know what, you're you're not. You, you're actually downplaying it in your email email. And I thought I thought that I was being maybe a little bit too strong on this issue. He goes, no, dad, it's way worse than what you were even saying in that email. And he goes, let me tell you what I hear at school. He's a, a freshman uh, at El Dorado High School. So uh, just understand that these are issues that are um, uh, that are happening now and things that we need to be concerned about. I'm going to bring up a little bit of a um, not a little bit of a, uh, a graphic. I'm going to bring you. Here, there we go, sorry. Uh, here is a graphic, and these are what children are and teens are dying of here in the United States in the last uh, year. And uh, at the very top is drownings. 3,960 drownings is the number one killer of uh, young children and teens. That's the number one death. We don't see, uh, we don't see um, uh, a, you know, marches, and uh, mandates for taking pools out of our backyards, right? We have uh, here in Orange County, we have a number of pools in our backyards. Uh, you don't see uh, banning people from going to the beach, banning people from going to the river, pe banning people from going to any of the lakes that are around us. None of that. You don't see people protesting the drownings. And yet in the last year, we've had 3,960 children and teens dying of drowning, Right. Why aren't they banning, uh, why don't they have uh, no more boat mandates, no more swimming mandates? Why do, what, where, where's the mandates for that? 39,000 or 3,960. Uh, the next one here is car crashes. Where are the mandates of there's no more cars? Now, I know they're trying to get a gas cars, but, but 3,434 deaths uh, in car crashes. Uh, the next one here is gun violence. Now, I know what people are going to say. Is, oh, then we need to get rid of guns. No, we need to have stronger laws. We need to bring police back into the Democratic-run cities. Most of these deaths from gun violence are black-on-black -black crimes that are happening in Democratic-run cities. A large number of these places have gone out of control. Murder is on the rise. Homicides are on the rise. Many children are being killed in these areas because of crime, not because of guns. Um, I know that that's going to be the conclusion people are going to come to. But again, we're talking about 3,285 
due to crimes. Now, the next one is uh, uh, traffic accidents. What I'm assuming, and that's 1,053, what I'm assuming when it comes to traffic accidents, it's it's kids getting hit on their bicycles, uh, maybe motorcycle crashes, because the other one was some type of vehicle crash. It's it's a, a, a other types of vehicle crashes. But again, uh, it's on top of the car crashes, which is, uh, again, 1,053 for traffic accidents. Uh, the next one coming is poisoning. 730 ki- children are killed Every year, or this year in particular, uh, during the COVID, 730 are di- have died of poisoning. Now, uh, do we hear people going crazy about poisons that are in the house? Do we hear that there's going to be some no- new mandate about have- having no uh, rat poison to kill rats any longer? To, um, I don't know, what else is killing kids? Iodine? <laughs> what, what is it that they're dying of in regard to poison? The- and nobody's going crazy about that. I don't hear one organization. I don't hear the National uh, 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 Organization Against Poisons. Uh, but poisons don't matter. I don't hear any organizations saying we no longer need to have poisons in our world, even though that 730 children have died, teens have died of poisons, like people are going crazy in regard to COVID, the vaccines and the masking. Uh, When we finally get down to, oh no, we're not there yet. What's the next one? The next one is, I'm so sorry, I can't read. Uh, (laughs) uh, Suicide, oh, the one I was just talking about, so sorry. The next one is suicide. Suicide uh, during COVID is 534. 534 uh, children and teens have committed suicide during the period of COVID, 534 children and teens. Again, we don't hear about this. Anytime we bring it up, I, the one time I brought it up at a school board meeting, a teacher who was in attendance at the school board meeting scoffed and laughed when I brought it up. She actually laughed out loud that people told me, and I heard her when I said, I have friends whose children have committed suicide during the pandemic They go to the school district and the teacher laughed at me for bringing that up. It, that a suicides are more of a, uh, a danger to our children in our schools than COVID. Finally, we get down to COVID. All right, COVID, 498 children across the United States quite possibly have died from COVID. And it's possible. Why do I say positive or, or possibly? It's because we know, all of us know, um, that when we hear somebody that has died from COVID, that they had not, they pro- quite possibly did not die of COVID. They died with COVID. So any of these car accidents that you see listed on here that uh, involved a child that had COVID, who probably was showing no symptoms, that had, I mean, maybe a sniffle, if that, um, they were asystematic. Uh, symptomatic, sorry, they're asymptomatic when they died, uh, but they had COVID, they would go down as a COVID death. We know this. This is a, a fact that has been brought up several times. And many doctors have testified to the, to, the, to the fact that when somebody dies, no matter what it is they died of, if they have COVID, they go down as a COVID death. And so we have 598. We've, we've heard closer to somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 and maybe less children have actually died from COVID. And that was because they had a very uh, bad comorbidity morbidity, uh, like uh, obesity, obesity, some type of uh, other uh, respiratory uh, issue or uh, uh, cancer is another main reason why some children are dying of COVID, that they had leukemia uh, when they got COVID or other some other type of uh, deadly cancer. And the COVID uh, possibly pushed them to death sooner than the cancer would have taken them. And so, again, when we look at this number of 500 and, or 498 in regard to COVID, well below several other causes of death for children, but they seem to be really crazy about this uh, issue in regard to COVID. So I just wanted to bring that up as we are going forward. Um, Oh, Shar Marie uh, uh, remembers the the teacher that laughed when I brought up that I had friends whose children had committed suicide, and I and I and I'm not obviously not going to share their names. They know who they are. Uh, they're families that have gone to either my church or people that I worked with uh, in some form or another. And uh, I know for a fact that their children have committed suicide. And when I said that, Shar was there and heard the teacher. The teacher was sitting behind her, uh, would laughed at uh, my my discussion about why I thought masking was doing more harm than good. And this was about this was a long time ago, Shar. Right? This was this was probably about six or seven months ago, maybe longer. I can't remember how long ago it was, but it was. It was quite a while ago. And so we've been talking about this issue for a very long time. 
All right. So I want to bring in a couple of videos here really quick before I go any further uh, and just uh, and share with you some of the great speakers. If you were not able to watch live last night when I was broadcasting, um, I think you'll enjoy the, the clips that I brought up. Again, these aren't all the best clips because uh, uh, it, it would have been a very long show to do that. We were there again from seven o'clock at night until um, and again, I'm not sure when it ended. It may have ended somewhere around 1130 or midnight, uh, but it was a very long meeting. And there were 60 speakers, I think, 60 some odd speakers. So here we go. Here's the first one. And uh, I chose this one because of some of the things she talked about. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about that after um, uh, this uh, is done. All right, here we go. And I'm not, I, don't, I don't know any of these people's names. So I'm sorry. If anybody knows their names or wants to talk about who they are, uh, that would be awesome. And I know you have two choices. One is to choose the battle that is the right thing to do and stand up to the state with a ridiculous mandate. You do have voices that collectively will be loud. All of us here tonight with signs and shirts and many more not here tonight will join you in the battle. We may seem like a small pebble in this big state, but we could be the pebble that takes down a giant. The crazy, passionate, dedicated families of the PYL will support you fight alongside you, and do all we can every step of the way. Your second choice is to not take a stand. And you will still face a battle, but it will start on the day that our kids are no longer allowed on their campuses. You will battle, your battle will be the future of this district in the wake of so much loss. You will lose teachers, countless students, but you will also lose a lot of helpers. In this audience, you have Fall Festival Chairman, Book Fair Volunteers, School Site Representatives, PTA Members, Room Parents, New Aids, Classroom Helpers, Booster Club Members, PYL staff, passionate, available, invested people who help to make this district what it is. You will lose all of us. And you will fight the battle without our encouragement, our help, and our unwavering dedication. The battle is yours for the choosing. Stand up now or try and make up for it later. Who knows, you might be in those seats for such a time as this. Yeah, I mean, so many great things in that, uh, in her talk that I, I, I really uh, loved. And um, I'm going to, let's see, at least two of them. Um, one of them is that she was saying that the school board members, the superintendents that are uh, on the you know, in their seats in a, in a, in a position of representation are put there to represent the community. The community is the larger number of people that were represented there last night. Again, I, I pointed out the fact that there may have been four or five. I'm not sure how many people from what would be considered the left or the liberal side of things who are for mask mandates or for vaccine mandates, who are for CRT, who are for some of these things that all these things here that none of us are for. When you look at the crowd, the overwhelming number of people that showed up from the community, and again, both sides put out notices on social media to be there, who showed up? The larger number of our particular community. Our particular community is very strongly conservative. They're well representative. And what the majority says is that we don't want these things. And what this great speaker said and what she wanted to make sure that they understood is that their job is to represent us and what it is that we want, not to bow down to the two or three people that were there and to fight against Sacramento, fight against uh, the, uh, the, the the county if we need to fight. I'm not sure we have that big of a fight against the county. Uh, when I went to the county board uh, meeting, they, uh, they clearly said that it's up to each individual school district to mandate the mass, to mandate certain aspects. Now, the vaccine is going to be a different issue that we'll talk about later, but some of these things that are being brought up, that it's still up to the school districts to decide how far they wanted to go in regard to the mask. And yet our school district decided to go against the majority and mandate the mask, even though the school board voted to make it a choice, to make choice the option, not the mandate of everybody being masked the option. The school board voted to have it be a choice, uh, but yet they still, the district is still siding with the, the fraction of people who, uh, who could stay home if they choose, they can they can stay home. It would be much. Would it not make more sense to have two or three people stay home, you know, in each one of the schools and each one of the grades than have hundreds of people stay home or hundreds of people be unhappy? And that's what she uh, wanted to put them on notice for um, the. Um, 
The other thing that is um, obviously allowed um, a, a large concern, I think, to I hope to the school district is that the, the number of children that are going to be pulled out of these schools once the vaccine mandate, if it does, goes through as uh, something that we're going to have to deal with. And if they choose to go along with this vaccine uh, vaccination mandate, that uh, a large number of children will be pulled out of the school. But what she brought up was even a, a, a better point in addition to all the children being pulled out. The better point or the mo uh, the the, the one that I had not thought of was that the number of parents that are going to go along with them, the many parents that uh, that assist in the schools, the many parents that are on the PTA, the many parents that donate to the jogathons, the the many parents that donate to the different sports that go on, the many parents that they're the ones who are always up. The conservatives are the ones who probably show up the most to do most of the work, considering liberals really are uh, immune from working. They have a, uh, it's their kryptonite. Uh, the, the people that probably in more cases than not come to work are the conservative parents, the conservative families that are always there and always show up and always do the job. When you ask, when the children are being pulled out, the parents go along with them and many of these programs are going to suffer uh, when that happens. So I thought that was a really important point for her to bring up. And that's why I chose uh, that clip to show you. So here's the next one that I think is really important. that mandating an experimental vaccine that has on a population that has a 99.9% survival rate with zero long-term studies and very little short-term studies, those of which actually do show some severe side effects, is absolutely ludicrous. My three children will not be participating in this medical experiment and will be pulled from California public education if exemptions will not be allowed. We are only one family, but there are hundreds of others who feel the same. And when a thousand or more kids are pulled, teachers will lose their jobs. We will not be putting our kids at Buena Vista or Parkview. We will be pulling them. They deserve real education in person. We need to work together here. We are not here to fight, uh, to fight you, but we will fight for our children. We love our teachers and we love our district. We do not want to have to pull our kids. Teachers, you need to start contacting your unions and let them know that your jobs are on the line. They need to stand up and use their weight to influence at the county and state level. And the board, you need to stop being cowards and just bowing down, doing whatever they tell you to do. Stand up for what is right for our kids. Speak up and speak out. It's time you help us help our kids. Again, another uh, some really great points. Uh, I think the uh, the important thing that she did was point out that the teachers' jobs were on the line. Uh, I, I was so happy to get uh, an email uh, that a teacher who was viewing uh, what it was that I was broadcasting. I'm not going to share what school or where she's from, uh, but uh, she. Um, um, sent an encouraging email that what we were doing was right. And she was so glad to see that parents were fighting for our kids and fighting for our schools. And um, she said, there are a lot of teachers that um, support what it is that we are doing. Um, and so I have a really strong feeling it just like uh, this uh, young lady was talking about in regard to that the teacher's jobs is on the line, especially if they're going to, there's not going to be any kids there to teach right um but also there's going to be some teachers that are not also going to uh, go for this uh of these these mandates are going to be uh either brought upon them right now as far as i understand it's going to be the children that are mandated for vaccines but the teachers are not mandated that, that goes to show you what a farce this whole thing really is um and it also shows you how strong the unions are right the unions demand all these things but when it comes down to it they you know oh you know as a you know instead of saying you know as an example we are also going to mandate that every teacher gets vaccinated no did they do that no why because they know a large number of teachers are going to walk if they do that um and so but they can go ahead and do it on because the, they hate parents they they i would say the school the teachers unions actually hate our children they just like power they just like you know what it is that the you know they have as far as their position and their and being able to dictate what it is we teach and, and put across their curriculum uh, and propaganda that it is that they want. 
Um, I was shared some information that the uh, teachers unions had contacted uh, uh, the vice president, Buck, uh, uh, of the school board and uh, Freeman, who is the president of the board, that the teachers union contact them and they have their full and, and wanted to tell them, you know, we you have our full support. We are going to make sure that you get voted back in, because if we lose you, we will not be able to push our propaganda into this into the school district. This is a quote from somebody who is in the position of knowing about all this and said that uh, they are going to make sure that they raise enough money to make sure that it's uh, that they're just going to make it as difficult as possible uh, for any more conservatives to get into the school board, uh, especially when it comes uh, in 2022 for the election uh, for the seats that Buck and uh, Freeman hold. So um, we are fighting against the school, the teachers union, uh, and you you have to know that. And they are so powerful, again, that the mandates that they're proposing on our kids are not being proposed on the teachers. However, uh, if the if the children go, if all these children go and the teachers assistants go who are volunteers, you know, uh, uh, volunteer parents and um, that the, all the parents that do all the extra work and, and keep things running. If they're gone, um, uh, I'm, uh, a lot of teachers are going to find themselves jobless. And so that was a really good warning from that speaker. And I thought she did a really good job. Very articulate uh, and did a great job. Again, all, all the other people that went up, I'm not saying anything negative about you. You guys did great. Uh, but I'm just telling you that um, that that speaker did an, did an excellent job. Here's another parent that just came up. Let's see. I'm actually, let me get to a couple of these. Um, Oh, Karen said, uh, I should show those stats at the next board meeting. Yeah, I was going to try to get it blown up. Uh, I, I ran out of time uh, yesterday. But uh, yeah, I was trying so hard to get that graphic blown up um, uh, to show. But next uh, next time at the school board meeting, I should have that all prepared to go. Uh, and then Karen comes back and says, socialism is for the people, not the socialists. <laughs> uh, vaccines for thee, not for me. Absolutely. All right. So here's another speaker uh, who brought her, her daughter up. And again, uh, I think her uh, speak was speech was very good and, and addresses exactly what needed to be addressed, addressed, <laughs> addressed uh, with this, uh, the superintendents and the, and the school board. Um, I wanted to be present tonight so that I could stand here and look at you and ask that you simply do the right thing, which is to stand behind the families and the, the teachers of this community and stand up against these vaccine mandates in our school. Our governor has unilaterally revoked our right to make choices for our children and their health. My common sense and my mama gut is telling me that something is really wrong here. And so I'm not hesitant to vaccinate her. I'm very confident and steadfast in my decision, and that is no. I'm declining on her behalf. Um, this is Penelope. She's my daughter. She's seven. She's so smart, and she's healthy, and she's thriving in her new school. Now you want to force her to be injected with a substance that we don't know the effects of. They haven't been studied enough. They, are not, they have not proven themselves to do what a vaccine is supposed to do. They're actually causing more harm than good, and they're causing more harm than actually preventing the contraction and, and transmission of the virus. And in our children, they have basically a 100% chance of surviving that virus. Um, this whole charade is so that she could simply um, participate in the life that I have worked so hard to give her. I'm a single mom, I'm a sonographer of 11 years, and I'm barely holding on to my career as we speak. Um, as adults and as parents, we may have had some wiggle room in our choice, but when it comes to our kids, if we tell you no, it means no. It means no today, tomorrow, and next school year too. The teachers and parents are coming together. We'll pull our kids from school and we'll figure it out. Sorry about that. Forgot to turn my mic on. Um, the passion uh, with that uh, mother is exactly what they need to hear. Uh, I, I think at some point uh, we, uh, you know, as much as they like to claim that they're possibly taking these jobs because they love kids or they're taking these jobs because they they want to, uh, you know, uh, create a, a good environment for children. It, it, it's, the, it's not. I mean, they, they, that's not what they've shown us over the last several months is what they're interested. They're interested 
in power, the teachers union uh, as, as, as I don't know what hold they have on other than financial, uh, but uh, they have a strong hold on these, uh, these, especially these two school board media uh, members, uh, Buck and Freeman uh, and the superintendents. And, and there's the, the one Edmondson, um, Dr. Edmondson. I don't know if she's a doctor or not, but anyway, uh, she's in charge, I think of curriculums in school and overlooking, uh, um, looking over the, the online teaching, which he doesn't do a very good job of doing that. And I'm not sure what it is they have over these people, but they, they're forcing them to make decisions for the few and not for the many. And when you see actually who they're affecting, when you see the emotion, when this mother's talking about her daughter and that she's not going to be taking this experimental uh, vaccine, those are the things that are important uh, that the school board needs to hear. Maybe perhaps, maybe they started, uh, you know, years ago, this, this job of, of working for the school district and being a school board member with the right intentions, but they've lost it somewhere. The, the power has gotten the better of them and they've forgotten that they're dealing with human beings or they're, they're dealing with, with parents who love their kids, who make positive and good decisions for their kids on a daily basis, that it's not up to them to make these decisions. It's not up to the governor to make these decisions for these parents. Um, they, the parents are in charge of taking care of their children. Um, there's inevitably somebody who comes up after a couple of us has spoken and then given the stats and talked in the way that this um, uh, mother talked about, um, you know, the reality of these vaccines and the, the um, uh, you know, the lack of study and understanding what the long-term um, uh, results will be from taking these vaccines, that those are true facts. Inevitably, somebody comes on and says that we're lying, says that the stats we're giving are, are untrue, that um, more, you know, these are the same people that believe that tens of thousands of people are dying um, daily of COVID. And this is some of the uh, the polls that were taken with, with liberals that they believe that the number, the, the chances of dying or the chance of getting hospitalized from COVID are up in the 50 to 75%. Uh, we've seen those those polls. If you not, the real polls, uh, when in fact it's, uh, you know, it's a 0.001% of children actually get uh, ill enough to be uh, to die from COVID and get hospitalized. That it's a very small percentage. It's, it's the exact opposite of what they think. So inevitably, somebody comes up and says the stats that we're giving are untrue. When in fact these are the stats. That's why underneath that graphic that I gave, and I'll bring it back up just for one second to show you. Uh, I'm not sure if you will see it or not, but you'll see underneath it says these are stats from the NA uh, NHTSA, the CDC, Children's Defense Fund. And the IHS, I, I, is that two I's? The IIHS. These are all organizations that we look to for stats, for real data. And the CDC obviously is the one that most people go by. And these are the stats from them. And so then people will come on when we give them these stats and they say, oh, we have a bunch of conservatives that are coming up here and lying to you. We have a bunch of Trumpers that they're giving you, uh, that are lying to you. No, I mean, we're giving you the stats from the actual organizations. Um, and so this mother who comes up and does the very same thing, though she'll be ridiculed by a speaker that comes up following her um, and, and saying what she's telling you is a lie, when in fact it is not. It is actually the truth. And um, and again, uh, her statement is uh, was true, everything she said. Um, Amy put up something very interesting here. I actually I can't, I'm not able to click on it. Uh, but there's some information from the CDC that uh, from the CDC website, 95% of deaths mention more than one condition for deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19. An average, on average, there were 2.9 additional conditions or causes per death. Thank you, Amy. That is a spectacular post. Somebody write that down and bring it to the next school board meeting um, uh, because this is the thing that we're dealing with. When uh, And again, this is a, another step. I'm going to read that out loud again, just in case, because this also goes to a podcast and there's people that are listening, not watching uh, on the podcast. But it says here, Amy Phelps put this up from the CDC website. 94% of deaths mention more than one condition for deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19. On average, there were 2.9, <laughs> that's almost three, additional conditions or causes per death. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, Amy was kind enough to put a, uh, a link in the comments. Those of you, again, in the podcast can't see it, but some of you uh, that are uh, uh, on my personal page can probably click on that and, and get that information. Thank you, Amy, for putting that on there. Uh, I do appreciate that. 
Uh, Karen uh, wrote, they're also the same people who believe thousands of unarmed innocent blacks are killed by police every year. Absolutely, Karen. They are the same exact people uh, that think hundreds of, of black men are killed a year unarmed where, where police just randomly drive down the street and decide this black guy needs to die today and they shoot him in the head. That's what they believe. That is truly absolutely what they believe these are average these are people that work in offices these are people that are seemingly uh, educated uh, i've heard them say on whether it's on television or whether being stopped and interviewed by a man on the street type of uh, interview where they say how many how many uh, black people a day do you think are killed by police and they will say several a day they will say several a week they'll say up to 100 a month or something like that that the truth is eight uh, in the last study, I think it might have been eight or nine uh, actual uh, cases where an unarmed black man was killed by police that were violent. They weren't just unarmed, but they were violent. They were attacking a police officer. They were going after his gun. They were punching him in the face. Uh, one one uh, black man uh, in one of the very famous cases broke the orbital bone in the face of the police officer and the cop had to shoot him because he was dazed and confused and thought he was gonna die. He thought the perpetrator was gonna get his gun. These are the things that we are fighting against um, that this this false narrative that uh, police are systemically racist. Um, all right. Sorry. This is, um, oh my gosh, we're already at 41 minutes. Here we go. We got another speaker here. This is one of my favorites. I believe this is the one, um, you guys are going to love this, this lady, uh, turn up your volume a little bit so you can hear what she's, um, what she's saying under her mask <laughs> and what she says when she takes it off. A very funny moment. Hi, I'm Lori and I shall begin my comment. Now, please study this tonight. There will be a test tomorrow. <laughs> oh, how many, how many times you've been in a restaurant? How many times you've been at a, uh, a coffee shop where you are uh, the, the waiter uh, or waitress is talking to you and you go, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot understand a word you're saying. Uh, and I mean, with the mask off, many of them mumble and you can't understand them. But, you you know, they're just saying stuff. And and it's a great representation of But I'm sure. And my kids have said this, that, you know, the teachers have their masks on and we can't understand what they say. They just talk and we just and we 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 nod our head and we have I mean, because they don't want to hear anyway. Right. They're not paying attention to what they're saying. Uh, I'm going to remove this down because I think it's messing with my lighting. Um, and so there we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I know you have to see me. Um, and so it's a great representation of what our kids are going through with these teachers with these stupid masks on. Uh, and they don't need them. Some, many of the teachers are young. Many of the teachers are uh, athletic and in shape. And uh, especially those people don't need the masks. And yet our kids have told us, I don't know how many of your kids, my kids have told me this. You know, they, they talk. We don't understand what they're saying. And we just we don't care. Uh, because if we don't hear them, then we don't have to do what they say. And so that was a great, great representation. I really appreciated uh, her, her uh, creativity on that particular one. And here's uh, the last one that I'm going to share with you right now. And uh, again, another parent with, with children standing by her side. And a, another really great point was brought up. I would love to bring Karen Berger Farley's point on, but for whatever reason, during her speech, my camera went black in the middle of her speech and then came back on. So it, um, it you would have got pieces of her of her talk and so i apologize karen that your speech got cut off there the one time you do go up and talk um my cameras went haywire for whatever reason all right here we go hello i have two can you hear me yes i have two children at valencia high school who are having a great experience and i have always homeschooled my kids and i transitioned them into high school um because i loved high school and Thomas Jefferson said, if the law is unjust, a man is not only right to disobey it, he is obligated to do so. A mandate is not a law. To mandate an experimental shot on anyone is unconstitutional, unlawful, un-American. You were elected to fight for our kids. You were elected to protect our kids. Fight for choice, which includes everyone. That includes everyone. Choice. Stand up for our Constitution. Now we have to fight for it. Um, you have attorneys. Use them now. Um, or you will lose them. 
in the students. You've already lost 1,600 students this year. If a vaccine mandate is enforced, that number of students lost will increase exponentially, which affects our teachers and our district immensely. C.S. Lewis said, since it is so likely that children will meet cruel enemies, let them at least have heard of brave knights and heroic courage. Otherwise, you are making their destiny not brighter, but darker. Fight for this unlawful mandate with all you have for our kids. The future of our district depends on it, and it depends on you. Will you be brave and fight? Uh, again, just uh, to point out the things that uh, that she said, a few things that other people said, but I, I found it interesting that 1,600 uh, uh, students have already left the school district. I don't know that that, I don't know the exact number. That's the first time I've heard that. That's a that's a pretty good chunk of children. Um, if they, um, the, those vaccine mandates go through, I can't imagine how many children they're going to lose, how many parents they're going to lose, how many volunteers they're going to lose. Um, I, I, it'll, it'll, It'll decimate um, this particular school district, probably more than others, because we do. Again, if you look at all the people that are in that room, I'm looking down at the picture that I showed you before that the, the number of people again, these are the people that showed up. These are the people, the picture that you see in the room and the same amount probably was on the outside. And the people that couldn't be there, I, I, I can't even tell you how many messages I got from people asking if I was going to be doing the live streaming because they weren't able to be there. A, a large number of people were uh that wanted to be there could not be there i'm getting uh, messages today from people that were thankful that it was being live streamed so they could see what happened again there the numbers are huge uh if this goes through they need to know and need to be reminded that they're gonna uh, lose a large number of people uh the other thing that she again reiterated is that it's, this is up to them to do what is right for the community the community is us the community is not the three or four people that want to wear masks the three or four people that says that we what we're telling you is not true what we're telling you is true um and so this is the thing that they uh it, continue to be. I thought that was a great approach. Um, my talk, uh, I'm not going to show it to you, but my talk um, really just asked that we not do, we not pull the plug too soon. Uh, I, I think that um, it, it'll be much like we've, we've learned a lesson from Afghanistan, right? We, we, we are, let's just look at all the parents that are fighting as the Marines that are in Kabul, the, the, the Marines that were still in Afghanistan, that were keeping a lid on the Taliban, that we're trying to take over, that our presence is keeping the lid on the democratic Taliban that is in our schools. Uh, I, I'm afraid that we may pull out too soon and cause a collapse of our district, of our, of our Orange County. Um, we need to hold strong. Your Belinda is the strongest conservative city in Orange County. We know that because of the election, uh, the, or the, the special election or the recall election that was just, um, uh, that we just had uh, just a, a month or two ago, where, um, the strongest conservative, um, vote for, uh, Gavin Newsom to be ousted came from your Belinda. I, I, I want to say that it was somewhere in the neighborhood of about 70%. So we, we may be the last stand. We may be the airport that for, um, uh, uh, California, Afghanistan. And the, again, we're surrounded by the Taliban and we are the only thing keeping a lid on their takeover. If we leave, we're going to leave behind all the equipment that we've paid for, all the computers, all the instruments, all the, um, the, um, the books, all, all everything, everything that we paid through in our taxes is going to, is, is in those schools. And if we pull out and we go, and again, I understand all of you want to go to homeschool. I understand all of you that want to go to another state. I understand all of you that want to go into a private school or do a, a church school. I get that, but let's not be premature in pulling out until we have shown them and given our very best to save the school district. I think we can by what showed up at the school last night. I I think we can save the school district. I think it's possible. Um, and so I just want you all to be a little bit, uh, those of you that are just, I have one foot out the door and I see you, I hear you all the time. I was one of those people with one foot out the door, but I changed my mind. I was thinking, why, why are we leaving? They need to leave. There's only a couple of them. We need to stay strong. We need to continue to push back. We need to continue to show up at the school board meetings. I will continue to live stream them, but don't use the live streaming for an excuse to stay home. It's better if you're there 
But if you can't, the live streaming is available. But I, I just really want to encourage you to not pull the plug too soon. Please stay. Please fight. I, I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. We, if you're to look at the entire nation, it looks very bleak. We have we have a, the worst president in the White House. I, I rarely call him a president, but the guy, you know, the guy that's over there. Um, we obviously have the worst administration. The entire administration uh, are are either evil which is the, probably the majority of them. Um, uh, one of them has definitely has dementia and one of them is dumb as a rock and that's the vice president, right? So we, we, we look at that and it looks very bleak and very bad, but really, really, really just, you know, you gotta, we gotta stick this out. We're not runners, right? God didn't create us to be fearful. Um, we need to stay and fight. We need to stay strong and we need to push through this. I think we can do it. I think we can be an example. Um, we will take some heat from the governor. We will take some heat from Sacramento. We'll, we may or may not take some heat from Orange County supervisors. I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure that they are that, um, that strong or, or, or that much of a threat, I think, is a better way of putting it. Uh, El Sasser is using them as an excuse. He's saying, well, it's because of them that we have to do this. No, And they're saying, no, I don't know. We don't know what he's talking about. These are what the supervisors are saying. They, they can, districts can do what they want. So I don't know why he's putting it back on us. So um, we need to get some clarification on that. The other great thing that the last speaker talked about is that mandates are not laws. I've shared that with them too. I know a number of you had mandates, uh, recommendations, uh, guidelines, all these things are not laws. And we can we can go against them. We may find ourselves in court. I'm all I'm happy to go to court on this with the alongside the school district superintendent, alongside the school board members. I will go there. I'm sure Karen will go there. I'm pretty sure. I don't mean to don't mean to volunteer you. Uh, uh, not Amy, because Amy's in Texas. Uh, but the other people that are on, we have a large number of people that are watching right now. Shar uh, probably will go. Hey, I'll, I'll go. We'll go to court and we will fight. We will fight. Uh, and again, it, the only way we can't fight is if we leave. If we leave, um, you're going to leave some Americans behind. Uh, the, the, the lady who just spoke, who said that I believe or one of them just spoke. It, oh, it was like the second or third one. She said that she is a court reporter and she's a single mom. You can you she can't. I, I'm guessing that her leaving is really a difficult option. She may have to find a reason, to, a way of doing that. She may have to put her, skid, her, her child in another school. Homeschooling may not be an option. My kids have all been homeschooled and it's not that easy. Uh, I know that everybody wants to say it's easy. I I know everybody wants to say, you know, we'll just join a cooperative. Uh, but again, it's, it's not, not that great of an option for some of us that work. I have 50-50 custody of my kids. Uh, and it's just not something that works. The two, the, their mom and I uh, don't work well that like that together. Uh, and um, it, it's not something that we would find as an option. So you're going to leave uh, some of us in, in our situation behind. And we are going to be left behind in Afghanistan. And the Democrat Taliban is going to, uh, you know, cut our educational heads off and it's going to not be, it's not going to be, it's not going to be good. All right. So let's, um, let's make sure and not pull the plug too early. Uh, I had a couple comments here. Um, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Karen, uh, the lady with the mask, the, uh, the, the Charlie Brown, uh, Amy says, uh, sounds like Charlie Brown teacher. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Karen, for forgiving me. I, I don't know what happened. Something happened where you're, it did not just you, but a couple of people. Uh, that was one of the, we had some other really good speakers that went on, but for whatever reason, we lost connection for a period of time. Um, Karen said, I spoke for the first time ever because I thought it was important that people saw what a domestic terrorist looks like, according to the unions and Biden administration. Absolutely. Good job, Karen. Uh, Karen also said, we also had the most Trump votes of any city in California. Absolutely. And she's talking about Yorba Linda. Uh, and then um, Karen says, I stuck my toe out the door when the mandate was announced. Still fighting, though, especially after last night. Yes, that was so encouraging. That was the, the, the reason I wanted to get up there and talk yesterday and just tell people to look around. Before you leave, look around. We are going to win this. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to once a month, you're going to have to take a little time out of whatever you would normally be doing on a um, uh 
Tuesday night. Yeah, it's Tuesday night, right? Uh, Tuesday night and, uh, and come to the school board meeting and fight for your kids. You may have to write a few emails uh, to your superintendent, to you, your um, school board member, to your principals and vice principals. Um, but it's all going to be worth it because um, we are going to win these schools back. Uh, we have to. We have a ways to go before this uh, mandate, I think, is going to be a problem. So we have enough time to really make a dent. And um, like I said last night, uh, uh, Freeman and Buck want nothing more for then for us to go away, for us to not be at those school board meetings. They've had it. I mean, again, Freeman's been around since the the nineties or something like that, maybe even the eighties, who knows? She's been around way too long. And uh, that for so long, she's been able to do uh, her and Buck have been able to do whatever they wanted. And the other members that used to be on there used to be able to do whatever they wanted. They never looked at anything. Um, I wasn't able to record the second half of the uh, meeting, which where they were discussing um, CRT was probably one of the most important things they were talking about. They'd talk about lights uh, at the football field for El Dorado, which is important, but uh, that is what we should be talking about. Those are the things we should be talking about, not about the following ones what had to do with CRT. Um, it's going to be pushed off. They, they wanted to, uh, to, to take a vote to uh, ban CRT from being taught in our schools to being, uh, being part of the curriculum in, in the schools, in the school district. But I think in the end, uh, and I got to say, Marilyn had a better school board meeting than she's probably had in all the meetings that I've been to since she got elected to that position. Uh, I've been very hard on Marilyn and uh, many other people have been very hard on her. Um, I think last night she 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 was OK. She did OK. So um, I'm encouraged that this is hopefully just the beginning that she will continue to um, to understand what her constituency wants. Uh, they don't want her to wobble. They don't want her to, to, to look at the other side necessarily and say, well, let's look at the bright side of CRT. Let's look at the bright side of vaccinations. No, there is no bright side. Um, and she, I, I think what, what she did last night in regard to the CA, CRT was to, to, to get a better definition of what it was to make sure that later on we just didn't say ban CRT and then they could come around with a different kind of name and then put it in the curriculum under another name that we needed to be a little bit clear on a, a broader definition to make sure that, um, uh, you know, defund police, that police are systemically racist, that uh, white people are all racist and, and hateful people, you know, maybe put something out that anything that has that type of speech in or any kind of talk is going to be banned, which is under the heading, heading CRT or uh, ethnic studies. Uh, and so that, um, that probably was a good move in regard to what Marilyn had to say last night and, and that we needed to push it to the next meeting to then ban it forever. Um, and it, it does need to be banned. But um, uh, Karen says, uh, Freeman's been on the board since Leander was like 11. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Uh, well, what, Leander's only 21, isn't she? No. Um, yeah, I mean, she, the Freeman has been on uh, way too long. If there's anybody else on that, uh, you know, has an opinion about how Marilyn did last night, uh, am I alone in thinking that we she had a better night that um, uh, hopefully somebody... Uh, some people have been, you know, you know, maybe not coaching her. I don't, I don't want it to sound like we're, we're coaching her to, to vote a certain way, but just helping her understand why she was put on the board, uh, who, who her, who her community is. Um, and so, oh, good. Uh, Karen agrees that she was, uh, she was better. Again, I'm not saying that she, that this, you know, I'm not saying that this, uh, my concerns are over. I'm just saying last night is a positive sign that we saw a better side of Marilyn, that she um, uh, was uh, even more articulate uh, with when she was talking a little bit more forceful uh, and a little bit better in those areas. So uh, a very positive uh, sign there. All right. So sorry, I was going to, I know when I started this, I said I was going to keep it short. I'm going on an hour. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish it up with just saying, uh, stay strong, stay positive, Look at what we had last night. Tell more people to come. Don't look at last night and think, okay, now we have the crowd or now we made our point. No, this last night was just the beginning. We finally got the people that we needed there last night. Again, like I said, uh, when I at the podium last night was that this group of people, this crowd was what I was praying for. This is the beginning of what we need to continue until we, 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 we wipe these 
issues off of the whiteboard. We need to get rid of these issues. There are more. I just couldn't fit them all onto the whiteboard, but these are the main ones that we seem to be addressing a lot. We need to wipe the, we should not be discussing these things anymore. Uh, the, 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 the next thing is that we probably need uh, cameras in the classrooms. I, I, we're at a point that we have cameras, law enforcement officers have body cams, they have dash cams in their vehicle and they have uh, uh, dash cams um, or um, cameras inside the vehicle to uh, videotape the seat where the prisoners are often held. Um, and so uh, on the streets, there's three cameras in, in many departments, the body cam, the dash cam and inside the vehicle. We have no cameras where we have adults that have the freedom uh, to talk about anything they want to our kids, any um, uh, agendas they may have, any political stances they may have, any hatred towards law enforcement they may have, any um, um, any sexual uh, gender issues that they may have during that period of time, that hour that, that they're with our kid or the entire day, like in elementary school that they're with our kid, they have an opportunity especially now that the Zoom calls are, are less uh, and now um, parents aren't inside those classrooms. As far as I know, I know that they at Golden Elementary, when I was there for um, the, uh, you know, when you, when you go to the school as a parent and, and visit the teacher and they, the teacher tells you what's going to happen throughout the year, what are, the, what are those days called? I forgot what they're called. Uh, meet your teacher day, whatever those are, back to school day, um, that they said we're not having any parent volunteers in the classroom right now. Why is that? Is it because of COVID really? I, I, you know, that's the excuse they're using. Um, but why is that? Why? Um, and so if we're not going to have parents, they're going to be allowed to be in that classroom, whether they're volunteer or not to, to see what's going on in the classroom, then we need to have cameras inside the classroom. Um, again, we have cameras and everything. Um, uh, taxi cabs have cameras. Um, uh, elevators have cameras. We have cameras on the streets at every intersection. We have cameras. Why not have cameras inside the classrooms? I think that's the next thing. We need to get rid of all these things. We need to focus on, on, on the basics of teaching. We need to get rid of all the online uh, teaching programs. These things have not been looked at. Uh, oh, one last thing that happened last night, and I'm sorry. I know I was going to sign off really quickly here, but one of the most important things that happened last night that really told me uh, what a mistake that I had been making as a parent in the previous year of voting where I just voted for the incumbent and I clearly probably voted for Freeman. I clearly probably voted for Buck or uh, the equivalent of whoever that is in, in our school district, whoever that person was, I clearly voted for them because I did the very same thing. I just thought, Hey, everything seems to be okay. So why not vote for them? I did not really know what was going on. Why? Because I didn't look under the hood. I didn't look and see what's going on. I didn't go in and ask to look at a curriculum. I didn't go in and, and ask, can I sit in the class? I didn't go in and, and look at the, um, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, sex education was coming into the school. I never did that. I'm doing it now. We're all doing that now, right? Uh, the thing is, when Buck uh, was asked by Leander Blades, hey, when you guys voted for this ethnic studies, um, it, you know, didn't you read that it, it said these things in the curriculum and Buck uh, clearly said, and I, and I'm not sure the exact words, but she clearly gave the gave the, uh, the answer that no, she didn't know because she didn't look at it all. She, we just voted it in. <laughs> How many of those things, this is the issue, right? This is the thing, the issue with these online teaching programs. They, they, they say it has a nice name. It sounds like it's going to help the kids. So they just, but, but they never look, they never look under the hood. They never look at the details. They never look at what it is they're going to be teaching the kids. They, they put ethnic studies or gender studies in math. They put it in reading. They put it in history. They put it in all these hilarious. They sneak it in, right? Because why? Because nobody has bothered to look. Nobody has bothered to pay attention to what is going on. So this is this is what we need to do. All right. So um, I'm going to let you go go to sleep now. Sorry, I, 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 I my my wife told me that I, I talk too much, and so. <laughs> I hope this has been okay. I hope this has been a good recap for many of you that couldn't make it and um, uh, to just talk about some of the things that I, I, I took personally uh, from the event. Two things before we leave, and that is I want to tell you about this California Parent Alliance, California Parent Alliance. Go to parent, CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. Please go there and subscribe. I'm going to tell you why later on. There's some things happening in this organization uh, that I can't tell you about right now, but um, it's a great organization. You're going to want to go there. There's lots of resources. 
services. All right. Go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. Um, there's some things happening in the background with this organization. It's going to affect Orange County very strongly. It's going to affect your Belinda and Placentia. It's going to affect this area fairly strongly. I have a feeling crossing my fingers. So please go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. Go there, subscribe, get the newsletter. That way um, you'll know what's happening. I will come on with a, uh, a live uh, program if the things that I'm hoping are going to happen are going to happen and tell you about them and then tell you how you can get involved. But it's a great organization. I went to a meeting in uh, Simi Valley, I want to say. I'm not exactly uh, or, um, West, West Village, um, somewhere up there, yeah, Thousand Oaks, someone that was some one of those cities. I forget which one. It's where uh, Hedia used to live. Um, and uh, went to a great meeting at a restaurant. It was packed, standing room only. We had great speakers. Some of the speakers were from Orange County. We had a, a, a guy running for Congress. We had a guy running for sheriff. Uh, we had a number of people, number of great speakers there uh, uh, representing this organization. So go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org, subscribe, um, and um, looking forward to hopefully giving you an announcement that you will be very happy about, I think, as we move forward. When you go to the website, you'll know why. It's a great organization. They have lots of resources and uh, lots of articles that will come in handy at the next school board meeting. All right. So go there. One last comment I got here. Let's see. Uh, Karen, keep, uh, keep uh, to keep conservative parents out of the class so we don't see uh, that they actually are teaching CRT and other crap. Yeah, that is the reason why they're not letting us in the room. Um, I believe so. Uh, every excuse I got was because of COVID restrictions and that kind of stuff. That's not why. Um, because we can wear a mask just like everybody else, right? And we could be in there and we could be helping out. But um, they're keeping us out because they don't want us to see what's going on. Uh, you're welcome, Char. All right. That is it for me. I hope uh, this has been helpful to all of you and show up. Continue to tell people to show up, even if you have to sit outside in the parking lot uh, for a little bit, be there, show support. What they, what they, what they, um, what they don't like is that we keep showing up. That's what they don't like. If we just keep growing and growing and growing, they're going to see how badly the school district is going to be effective if we uh, decide uh, that we're going to pull our kids out. So let's uh, let's make sure that they understand what the ramifications are of not taking care of their uh, their kids and their parents. And we are not terrorists. All right. Talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye.